Praise the name of the Lord God Almighty. You welcome the church in Jesus' name. Amen. I know you've been waiting to receive the word of the Lord. Let's go straight into God's word. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so very much for your mercy and your grace. Thank you for your presence with us. We give you praise. Be exalted, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, our hearts are open to receive your word today. We receive with thanksgiving in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the power of your word changing us, transforming us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Please, you may be seated in Jesus' name. This is still our month of edification, and we're looking at God's word along the lines of edification. Praise God. First Timothy chapter number 1, we read um, verses 4 and 5. It says, Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions, rather than godly edifying which is in faith. So do. Amen. All right. So it tells us here, it says, neither give heed to fables. All right. Verse 4. Um, and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in faith. Praise God. Then verse 5. It says, now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. Glory to God. Now. The key point here is that godly edifying is in faith. Praise God. Godly edifying is where? In faith. So edification is in faith, not in fables. All right, not in vain stories, but in faith. Praise God. Now, the, the mind of man naturally is captivated um, by stories. When stories are told, all right, the mind is captivated. And it is good to tell stories. But there are certain stories that there is no edification in them because they are not of faith. Praise God. Amen. For example, you may tell stories on how it is important to be godly and to um, be good and to be nice. Praise God. But the power to be godly, the power to be nice, is not in those stories. Amen. It's one thing to portray something that has a form of godliness. It's another thing to give the power thereof so that people can actually do what you just told them or you're saying to them. Praise God. The power to do is not in words. The power to do is in the word of God in your heart. When you hear God's word, and you receive it, the power to act upon God's word is given to you. Now, there's a difference between the words of natural men and the word of God. The word of God is full of the ability to do. So when you give people the word of God, then the ability to perform that word comes with that same word that you've given them, and then they can act on it having received the word. Praise God. So you see, so our stories are good. I've, I've seen a lot of people who can tell stories and activate the minds of people. And people um, are, are interested in the stories. They're captivated by those stories. But there's no definite change in their lives. Praise God. Amen? I said amen. It is not everything that interests you. 
that has the power to change you. <laughs> Praise God. For example, you know, just like eating. You know, it's not everything that is sweet to your taste board that is good for your body. <laughs> Sugar is sweet. <laughs> you can take like five bottles of soft drinks, all right, and you drink and drink and drink and drink 10 bottles, but you're doing damage to your body. See, well, it's sweet. It's sweet, you know? So it's not everything that ministers intrigue, suspense, interest, that is good for you. Amen? You may like it like, okay, I like the way the story was told and all that, but is there faith in it? So Paul wrote to Timothy and said, neither give heed to fables, you know, there are fables that are very fabulous, all right, in their presentation and all that. And it says endless genealogies. It says, which minister questions? You know, they leave you with questions. They don't give you the answer to your questions. Rather than godly edifying. It speaks of godly edifying. Which is in fables? No. Which is in endless genealogies? No. Which is in faith? Which is in faith? So... Godly and defined is in faith. <laughs> Glory to God. You see it? It's in faith. Now, look at what Paul said about faith here. The word of faith in Romans chapter number 10 and verse 8. He says, but what does it say? Speaking of the righteousness of faith, he says, the word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Now, can we say that together? Say the word of faith. Louder, please. The word of faith. All right. The word of faith here is actually the word that ministers faith to us. Not every word ministers faith. Not every word. Amen. There is a word that ministers faith. And then it tells us what that word is. It says the word of faith which we preach that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus... And shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So the word of faith is about Jesus Christ, his death and his resurrection. It is it. So he says, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and then believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. So he died. Why did he die? He died for our sins. Glory to God. And then he was raised again for our justification. That's the word of faith. Now, the substance that builds up is anything that is said regarding what Christ has done for you, either directly or by implication. If anything is said and Christ is not the heart of it, it will not build you up. It may give intrigue and suspense and interest, all right? But it won't build you up. It's not everything that is said of God that has the power to make one godly. Yeah, that's why some people say things that have the form of godliness, but the power thereof is absent. Praise God. You see it? Now, again in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Now, there's good news of in increment in salary, but that cannot save you from lack. It's good news. It's good news of some kind, of some sort. <laughs> Praise God. There's good news of your uncle just arrived from London. It's good news, right? <laughs> 
But you see, that good news is just good for the moment. It's not good for life. Are you following what I'm saying here? There's good news that is good for life that can change lives, change lives. That's the good news we're talking about. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Good news about Jesus, the anointed one. Amen. It is the power. You see that, you see, this word of faith has the power. It is the power of God unto salvation. That means it's the power of God unto being saved, unto being transformed. You know, somebody walked up to me one time and said, I've been observing you for some time, and I like what I see by the grace of God. I said, well, I give God praise for it. And he said, but what's the secret of your change? <laughs> I said, the word, the gospel. Pastor Shelby in the flesh is horrible. <laughs> Amen. But thank God for the word. I've been cleansed by the word. I've been built up by the word. It's the word of God that people see. Amen. That's the glory of Pastor Shegu. <laughs> it's the word. Amen. It is the word of God at work in me. You see, the word of God has the power to edify you. To edify means to build you up. Amen. To build you up. Now, let me give you an example. If someone eats popcorn in the morning, popcorn in the afternoon, popcorn, all right, in the evening, and he does that round the clock throughout the week, amen, and then the month, or that person will not be built up. People who feed on junks, they are junky. They don't have strength. There was one young man I called. I said, what? Look at you. It does not mean that you know to have strength doesn't mean that you're fat and mm -mm, that's not what it means. I mean strength, stamina, physically speaking. Now, go and eat solid food. All these um, be drinking coke, drinking soft drinks. Let me just say soft drinks now, so I don't mention names. Amen. Just be drinking soft drinks. Are you from saying here? Huh? <laughs> Amen. You know, and eating biscuits. You cannot be edified that way. Praise God. It's not everything a man eats that has the capacity to edify him. So you have to go for what edifies you. Word of faith will edify you. It will build you up. Praise God. It will build you up. And um, it may not sound like it is building you up. It may not taste like it is building you up, but it is going to build you up. It is building you up. Why? Because it is the word of faith. And what is it? The word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's the word of faith. So Paul said, I'm not ashamed of that gospel, for it is the power of God, power of God, power of God, the energy of God, the dynamis of God unto salvation. To everyone that believes, glory to God. Amen. I was speaking with a young man one time who had made several New Year resolutions, all right, not to do certain things anymore. And almost <laughs> immediately after the New Year resolution, he goes back to that same thing. Because, you see, decision is good, but decision that is based on vanity, what cannot build you up or give you strength, cannot help you. Praise God. All right, someone may make a decision now and say, okay, I will not drink anymore. I will not womanize anymore. All right, I want to live right now. Does not mean that that person is saved. May make attempts and all that. Those thoughts may be there, thoughts of lust and all that, and the person is not cleansed. 
is struggling. The law is not of faith. The law cannot save. Praise God. It's only the gospel of Jesus Christ, the word of faith that builds up. Praise the Lord. It builds up. See? So, when you get into what the gospel is all about and begin to meditate on it, you'll be built up. You'll be built up in your character. You'll be built up in your walk with God. You'll be built up in your finances. You'll be built up in marriage. You'll be built up in career. You'll be built up. You'll be built up. You'll be edified. So godly edifying is in faith. Godly edifying is in faith. What is of faith? Everything that is of Jesus, the anointed one, is of faith. His love for us is of faith. His death and his resurrection for us is of faith. His ascension to the Father for us is of faith. Glory to God. Amen. Is of faith. You know, um, I remember when I was meditating on God's word regarding getting out of lust. And it was a bit challenging before then, but as I began to feed on the word of faith regarding, you know, living godly, amen, I was, I was emancipated. I mean, it's a miracle. It's not in me, it's not in my mind. If it comes as a thought, I take authority over it, amen? But that it lives in me, no. That is on my mind running, no. No. Praise God. And that's the power of grace. Now, when you got born again, <laughs> did you get born again gradually? <laughs> you got born again at once, right? The moment you confess Jesus as Lord of your life at once, at that moment, you were born again. Now, God so changed you, so transformed you, that you were really, really transformed. Deep within you, you knew that you were born again. Praise God. Now, do you know that change can happen that much, that well? Amen? Change in your mind regarding certain things you're dealing with. All right? Um, lost, name it, challenges. You can be so transformed that in your mind, the thing is no longer there. I remember there was a, a young man who was delivered from addiction. He was addicted to sticks, cigarettes. And he would smoke and smoke and smoke. He couldn't use the toilet without smoking. All right? The thing won't come out. So he would have to put the thing in his mouth like this. While smoking, he couldn't sleep without smoking. He had to smoke himself to sleep. He was so addicted. <laughs> and then he got born again, but he was still smoking. You know, let me say something about addictions. Addictions mostly all right, uh, issues of the soul. Okay? Addictions are issues of the soul. Addictions are not issues of the spirit. Praise God. Except the person has gotten really, really neck deep into it, and then a demon spirit has come to enforce it, and then it becomes a spiritual thing. But you see, the moment a man is born again, his spirit is saved. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. His spirit is saved. So his soul needs to be renewed. The moment 
the soul finds that full expression of liberty in Christ, the soul is delivered from addictions. Amen? Addictions. So the young man got born again, started learning God's word. And one day, something is said about the word of faith regarding what Christ had done for him from Romans chapter number 6. All right, start reading from verse 6 to 11. The preacher was sharing God's word. And the, man of, the young man had the light of God's word and he just caught it. Right there and then, that yoke of addiction was broken from off his life. Amen. He said, right now, he cannot even stand cigarette smoke. He cannot stand it. That's grace. He can't stand it. Like, even if he's afar off the smoke, he feels like vomiting. He feels like throwing up. He's just, he cannot stand it. He said, one thing I cannot stand, all right, is this, the smell of cigarette. The smoke of cigarette, I can't stand it. He was delivered. Amen. There was another young lady that was sharing her testimony. Um, she was into um, not really prostitution. Sometimes she, do, she did prostitution just to make some money, but she was really, really into just having fun with guys, according to her. All right? And she would sleep around, literally. She said, without doing it in a day, without having sex in a day, that she would, she would feel empty. That she would beg guys and say, please, just, just do something, please. You know? And she lived that way, then she got born again. And after she got born again, that urge was still there in her soul and in her flesh. But her spirit had been transformed, born again. She started hearing God's word. She was at a particular conference when the word of God came to her and she was so transformed and the yoke of sleeping around was broken. And that was her liberty. Praise God. Right now, she's so clean from inside out that, you know, sometimes she will look at herself in the mirror and say, I can't believe what I am seeing. <laughs> Amen. That's the power of God's grace. When you talk about grace, 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 sometimes people feel like grace is what, you know, God is just going to help you somehow, and then you keep managing and managing until you see the Lord in glory. That's not grace. Grace is God stepping in, and the power of God delivers you from that addiction. Praise God. You know, and back to my story, I, I started meditating on God's word, and God led me to Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, and that was how it, it happened, by the power of God. Galatians 2 and verse 20, Paul said, I am crucified, or I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the Son of God, who loved, by the, by, lived by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So I caught that light. And I saw that the old man died with Christ. The man that loved to sin, loved to lust, died with Christ. I saw it in God's word. And I checked Romans chapter 6 from verse 6 to 14. And I saw it. I said, okay. And I lifted up my hands and began to give thanks to God. Hallelujah. Do you know that was the day that that hold of lust was broken from of my life? Glory to God. A man totally gone. Totally gone. 
Praise God. You can't even tempt him with it anymore. Amen? I mean, I've seen ladies that have come to me, you know, and said, are you a man? I said, yes, I am. You're not acting like one. That we've done all the karate before you, but not, not all to no avail. Amen? You know, it will work again because it was real, real salvation. <laughs> I was saved from it. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. You see, that, that is what edifies. You know, you can encourage someone and say, don't worry. You know, everybody goes through it. When we see the Lord in glory, we'll be free. All right? And the person is kind of encouraged, but not edified. <laughs> you know? So that kind of encouragement is empty, is vain, lacks substance. You see, the substance of encouragement, true encouragement, is actually in faith. Faith. Glory to God. What Christ has done for you, what you can believe now and take home now. Glory to God. Amen? I said amen. I said amen. Glory to God. Amen. So you see, godly edification is in faith. It is in faith. It is in faith. What is of faith? That which is of Christ. That which Christ has done for you. That which is available for the taking right now in Christ. That is of faith. Glory to God. Amen? It will build you up. It will encourage you. It will strengthen you. Glory to God. I remember there was a young lady one time. She was married, but she was a medical student at the time when we were pastoring at Ife. And um, she failed an exam. The husband came all the way from, I think, Lagos to console her, just to encourage her. Praise God. The husband was encouraging her. She was crying. She was weeping. You know, she could not be encouraged because she was so devastated. So um, the husband and the lady came to church. And um, after church service, they thought it a good thing to see me. So um, I saw them and um, they narrated the whole account, the story, how she failed the exam, she did her best and all that, you know. So um, I encouraged her in the faith. Praise God. Um, look at what I did. Having encouraged her, I laid my hands on her and the spirit of joy filled her heart. She began to dance. She began to rejoice from mourning and crying to dancing and rejoicing. Praise God. She began to dance and rejoice. And <laughs> the husband was shocked. Glory to God. It was at that former building we used to use at Ephesi. Praise God. She was, I mean, she was dancing, rejoicing. The husband couldn't believe what she was, he was seeing. He was seeing the wife that was depressed some days ago. Now dancing, rejoicing. <laughs> Amen. That is edifying. I shared God's word with her from what Christ had done for her. And I laid hands on her. The spirit of God witnessed to that. And she was filled with joy. And she began to rejoice. Glory to God. Amen. So you see, godly edifying is in faith. It is not in mechanism. It is not in trying. Godly edifying is in faith. Godly edifying is not in, you know, you're trying hard to make it happen. No, it is in faith. What can you believe now that is available to you in Christ? What has Christ done for you that you can repose your faith in right now? 
That's faith. Glory to God. So the word of faith is the word that speaks of the Lordship of Jesus Christ and his resurrection from the dead. If thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Glory to God. Amen. I remember there was a young man. He was so full of rage. Rage. Sometimes he would get angry with tearing his clothes. With tearing his clothes. He beat up his wife one time. It was really serious. Hit her head against the wall. She was bleeding. And so anytime he's warming up to get angry, the wife will escape from the house. <laughs> he's just warming up. He's warming up. He's not started yet. You know? So the young man was so um, troubled. And he called his wife and both of them and came to church. And I shared with him the word of God that, look, do you know that this anger thing is not of God? He said, yes, I know. I said, Jesus dealt with this. The old man, the old life, everything is gone. Christ has crucified that with himself on the cross. Now the man that is right now is born again as a child of God. All right, you can deliver yourself from that hold right now. He said, really? I said, yes. And when I was done sharing God's word with him, and we agreed in prayers, we prayed. Amen. And he started marking time and register. He went two years without anger. All right. He's done over four years now without any rage, not even anger. The wife said, now my husband is born again. <laughs> you know, as in marriage, you know, he had been born again for you understand. But as in, he's a born again man. <laughs> Amen. So you see, the word works. Glory to God. Amen. It will build you up. Now, managing anger is, is not uh, trying not to get angry. It won't work. If it's rage, if there's an outburst, the folly that the person will manifest. <laughs> folly. There was a couple I learned, you know, they got angry and they started fighting and they destroyed every good thing, every valuable in their house. Destroyed everything when they were done. <laughs> the TV smashed it on the floor. You know, when they were done, they were breathing hard. They now saw that they had wrecked themselves. <laughs> eh? They saw it. Then they now come down. <sighs> to start from see? So you see, when you understand what Christ does, it will edify you, it will strengthen you. Amen? I said amen. Glory to God. And that is where edification is. Godly edifying is in faith. It is in faith. The word of faith. The word of faith. Now let me show you something very quickly as we begin to tie this together. Glory to God. In um, Romans chapter number 10, if we start reading from verse 1 here, now Paul was lamenting very, very bitterly regarding the state of Israel. He says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. 
can you imagine God's covenant people were not saved? Amen. They were not saved. So Paul had a desire and prayer for them. He says, I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Now the word knowledge there, if you read in the um, Greek, it says not according to the knowledge. So they had a knowledge, but not the knowledge. You see it? That was a challenge. So with all their zeal, zeal is good, but it cannot edify you. Zeal cannot edify. Praise God. It can burn, but cannot edify. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to the knowledge. The knowledge of God. That particular knowledge that they needed to come into the righteousness of God, they lacked it. They didn't have that knowledge. They had zeal, but they didn't have the knowledge. Look at verse 3. It says, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness. So you see, they, are, they were ignorant of God's righteousness. And going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Now listen. Now every problem is as difficult or as hard as your ignorance of how to solve the problem. You see it? So that means sometimes ah, this thing is difficult. You don't know your way around it. That's it. All right? These people were laboring hard, trying hard to attain unto the righteousness of God. They did everything possible. They had zeal. They kept the law. They did everything. But they could not attain unto that righteousness because they were ignorant of what that righteousness was. They didn't know what it was. See? And because they didn't know what it was, they, they were laboring, laboring in the wrong direction. So you see, there are times, you know, people call some things big problems, big challenges. It's because they are ignorant of delight, the knowledge they need to enter into the solution of that problem or to that problem. You see? And this is one thing I want to point your attention to. This is very, very important. Now listen very carefully. As simple as the gospel is, that is the power of God unto salvation. From sin, from sicknesses and diseases, from lack. Amen. The day I discovered, the day I discovered the secret of prosperity in 2 Corinthians chapter number 8 and verse 9, and then I read into 2 Corinthians 8 from verse chapter 9, rather, chapter 9, verse 6 to 10. I mean, I was emancipated from the hold of poverty. <laughs> Praise God. You know, I told my wife, then we're cutting. I said, the first one millionaire I make as in profit, I'm going to give it to God. She said, yeah. I said, yeah. I said, that's the secret of prosperity. The first one millionaire that came to my hand, profit for a young man. You can see that greed is no longer there. No young man does that. Old people who have made money can do that. No young person does that. First one millionaire, when you are not crazy. Naturally speaking. <laughs> Are you from saying here? You know? But I had been delivered from greed <laughs> and covetousness. That was the first money I made and I gave it to God. I dropped it. It was my first one millionaire. I gave it to God and then I made more. All right? And I gave two millionaire to God from what I made. Praise God. 
And ever since that time, giving millions to God is the easiest thing. Praise God. Amen. Because I saw it in God's word in the gospel. You see, there's edification. I, have, I, I, I was edified. I have been edified. All right? In prosperity. Now, the most difficult and impossible thing for me to believe right now is to believe in lack. When people discuss it, I don't, I don't enjoy such discussions. I don't, all right? It does not mean I don't, I'm not merciful and compassionate, Paul. There are certain things I don't enjoy. You will see it on my face. I don't enjoy such discussions. Lack, no. Amen? I found it in God's word. Second Corinthians 8 and verse 9, that was the first thing I found. All right? I found that word, and that was it for me. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. I found it in God's word. That Jesus was rich, and then he became poor for my sake. Ah, for my sake. That I, through his poverty, might be made rich. I found it out in God's word. And I said to myself, thank you, Lord, for it. Amen. And then I also saw in this same scripture that the key to the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that is meant for prosperity is giving. I saw it from this scripture. No, no, go, go back to 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 9. I saw it. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. That means he gave up his wealth, his riches, right? He gave up his riches, and then he gave that up to us, for us, that we, through his giving to us, might be rich. The word poverty there simply means giving to us. <laughs> it doesn't mean poverty as in poor totally. It means giving to us. Praise God. So I saw it. And then I read in 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 6, Paul said this, I say, he that sows sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he that sows bountifully shall reap also bountifully. He says, let every man give as a purpose in his heart, not grudgingly of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. I was so blessed. Amen. I just saw it. I said, okay, I see the key here. It bothers me if a week passes by and there's nothing I've given out. It bothers me. <laughs> That's prosperity. Amen. I mean, it, it really bothers me that, I mean, can a week go by without giving out something, without blessing a soul? It bothers me. For some people, it's only during Christmas. It's the end of the year that they give. You see, what you give away, you have, you have overcome permanently. It cannot lord it over you anymore. Amen? And I do it cheerfully. I do it from my heart. Amen? Do it cheerfully with everything within me. Why? Because I understand the key to prosperity. I was built up. Amen. That was how I had victory over millions. Praise God. Amen. I'm waiting for the day that I'm going to give my first one million one million dollar seed to the Lord. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> and it's the first one million dollar seed that comes to my hand, I'm going to give it to God. It it will amaze you. <laughs> Praise God. I will give it. I'll place it on the altar. 
for the Lord. Amen? Praise God. And then I will do 10, and then I will do 100. Glory to God. As in dollars. Amen? Why? Because, you see, as simple as that scripture is, this is the key to walking in abundance. Prosperity. You see, godly edifying is where? Is in faith. The word of faith, which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, he says, thou shalt be saved. He's been raised from the dead, raised from lack, raised from poverty, raised from sicknesses and diseases. Glory to God. And you were raised together with him. Hallelujah. You are, you are free from lack permanently. Glory to God. And the key to walking in it is giving. I wish there was another key. For some people, you just feel like, boy, is there any, there's no other key. That's the truth, I'm telling you. Read the entire Bible. <laughs> you enter into prosperity experientially when you start giving benevolently. Giving in love. Did you see it? Praise God. But you have, must have that background understanding and knowledge. Amen. That you've been delivered from lack. Glory to God. And this was what I found out. And I was so, so, so blessed. So where is Godly Edifying found? Where is it located? In faith. It is 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 not in hope. It is in faith. It is not in excitement. It is in faith. Faith. It is not found in intrigue. It is in faith. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. It's in faith. Did you see it? Faith. We're going to stop here. I believe you've been I mean, edified and strengthened. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I said amen. amen. Glory to God. Father, we thank you for the entrance of your word has given us light and understanding. I pray for you today in the name of Jesus that your faith is strengthened in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That which Christ has done for you comes to your heart, to your eyes of understanding. You appreciate it in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare and decree concerning you, your needs are met over and above what you require in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be healed in your body in the name of Jesus from the very crown of your head to the soles of your feet in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is well with you and yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Where can you find godly and fine? Come on now. In faith. It's in faith. It's in faith. All right? If it's not of faith, it may, it may interest you but it will not edify you. Praise God. God bless you. <laughs>